Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Don't act like you guys don't sing the jingle as well, but we are going to dive into today's show, and as you obviously have noticed at this moment in time, I did not release a show on Tuesday, and I decided instead to show solidarity and have a hashtag Blackout Tuesday as we saw some other Titans reporters, and including Jim Wyatt, uh, obviously engage in as well, and just a, uh, a, a small sign of solidarity that, that I can show at this moment in time, but uh, I wanted to explain why there wasn't a show on Tuesday, but I am going to make it up to you guys today. We have some really good content to go over. Of course, with everything going on in the country right now, it would be neglectful to not bring you the information and the statements coming from the Tennessee Titans organization, and on Tuesday, they released a statement via Twitter expressing how they feel about the current situation going on and, and the riots and the protests and everything that's going on right now in America, and also, head coach Mike Vrabel made a strong statement on behalf of everyone in the organization as well. So I don't intend to give you my opinion or my view of what they mean or what they said. I am just going to give it to you straight. That's what I think is the right thing to do to keep you guys updated on how the Tennessee Titans are handling this situation. We can talk about whether this is a sports conversation or not, but I am here to bring you guys everything Tennessee Titans, and that includes their reaction to the current climate in America. So I will give you the Titans statement from Twitter, and I'll also play for you in full length, Mike Vrabel's statement from Tuesday. So we will start the show there, and I will make sure that you have the most recent information that the team has released on their feelings about the state of America at this moment in time. And then after that, we will dive into a little bit of football. I did say at the beginning of the week that we were going to do a free agent class review, and I intend to keep that promise. So we will start with the 2016 free agent class, John Robinson's first free agent class. And quite frankly, it was the first work that he ever did since free agency does come before the NFL draft. So we will dive into that in our second segment. And then to cap off the show, the Titans defensive assistant coaches did speak with Titans media today. So of course, as I always do, I'll make sure to give you the highlights of some of those assistant coaches so you can check in, especially with the newer coaches. We did hear from new inside linebacker coach Jim Hazlitt. We also did hear from new defensive backs coach Anthony Midget. So I'll make sure to get their highlights in there for you guys. So we will talk about how the Titans are responding to current events dive into John Robinson's first free agent class, and then hear from Titans assistant defensive coaches. Great show ahead of us, guys. Let's get it. Protests against police brutality and racial inequality continue across America. The Titans organization decided to respond in two different ways. First, they made an official statement from their Twitter account that stated, quote, We reject racism in every form and are committed to being a part of the generation that ends it, end quote. Also, head coach Mike Vrabel spoke with reporters on Tuesday morning and expressed exactly how the organization felt. You know, I have to past couple of days of a personal reflection and some 
really great conversations with our owner, Miss Amy, and our general manager, John Robinson, most especially our, our football team. You know, there's just some things I would like to say. First, acknowledge uh, my own personal privilege, uh, one that's, that's real. I'd like to acknowledge a social blind spot that, that either I was unaware of or, or chose not to see. I, I've had the unbelievable opportunity to, to listen to our players the last two days in our team meetings. You know, listen to them um, with, with an open mind and, and hear and learn what they believe in and how they feel. Amy, John, and myself have tried to put great people and, and great fathers and, and great husbands and, and, and great student athletes onto our football team. And, and the majority of those men are, are African-American with a much different experience and, and background than, than I'll ever know. And by listening and understanding those thoughts and feelings and, and how they feel has helped me recognize, I think, what's important. And what's important is, is that we, we find ways to respect each other's feelings, that we respect each other's beliefs, that we respect each other's efforts to make positive change in our community where we work, in the communities where we live, in the communities where we grew up. Being a only child of a basketball coach, playing for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots, and the Kansas City Chiefs, um, afforded me a great luxury of seeing how successful locker rooms are built and managed. They're built and managed on fair competition, love, loyalty, accountability, teamwork, what they're not built on is race, creed, color, or money. I would say that in closing, leaders are prepared. Leaders take decisive action and inspire a group of people towards a common goal. That common goal is inclusion, diversity, equality, opportunity. And so on behalf of the Tennessee Titans, our owner, our general manager, the head football coach, our staff, and we want to support and we'll continue to help lead our players as we work towards that common goal. While it's easy to scoff or downplay the importance of the Titans making a statement in this time, obviously a team can catch a lot more heat for not saying anything at all than simply making the correct statements that should be made. But unfortunately, there are some professional sports organizations in America that have yet to make any statement whatsoever. So the Titans being able and willing to reach out and actually say something and make a statement and make a stand, at least they were able to do that before we move on to talking and opening up our 2016 free agency class review, I want to tell you guys a little bit about rockauto.com. Now, I have to be honest with you. I am car illiterate. I have literally no idea about cars whatsoever, but one thing that I do know about 
is price and cost and how much money I'm willing to spend and doing market research to see how expensive certain things are on certain websites compared to others. And what I can tell you is when I had to get my back brakes replaced recently, I did go to rockauto.com and use their convenient self-service options and were able to purchase new pads, new shoes, and then allow me to not have to pay an arm and a leg at other websites and still get my car fixed for a reasonable price. So for me personally, I have to recommend rockauto.com for the money and the time that they saved me. And with the ever-increasing number of makes, Fiat and Kia, love my Kia, by the way, and different models like a Pacifica, an XT5, a Sportage, love my Sportage, by the way, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, is this your Odyssey, is it an LX, is it an EX, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands that the warehouse happens to carry which limits what you have available and the different options that could be within your budget. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair or maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like your mortgage or... I guess from my perspective, maybe some more food. Give me more chicken wings. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you could go to rockauto.com and get the best value on the best parts? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have Everything from engine control modules, don't know what that is, but they have them, brake parts, hey, I know what that is, to tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. If I'm honest with you, Kias have an issue with light bulbs. They burn out all the time, and rather than going to a chain store where I have to pay a a big price for different light bulbs over and over and over again for my front lights, I can go to rockauto.com and get them shipped to my home for a cheap, efficient cost. So definitely do recommend taking advantage of this order. Everything else that we do now, we have learned that it's better to shop online and have it shipped directly to you. Why would auto parts be any different? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com okay i already admitted it i just love singing the jingle i can't help it but now it is time to move on to our 2016 free agent class review let's take a look at john robinson's first real activity whatsoever as Titans general manager. John Robinson took over as general manager of the Tennessee Titans in January of 2016. And with that in mind, last week we did a deep dive into each of his first four draft classes. And we are going to keep that going this week by diving into each of his first four free agent classes. So before I go into each 
individual player and assign a grade there before giving an overall grade for the class. Let me just read the names to you in totality. We had center Ben Jones. Robinson re-signed defensive tackle Al Woods. Wide receiver Rashad Matthews. Cornerback Bryce McCain. Backup quarterback Matt Castle. Linebacker Sean Spence. Safety Rashad Johnson. Cornerback Antoine Valentino Blake. And then wide receiver Andre Johnson. If you guys remember that blip in uh, in history, that was a strange moment seeing Andre Johnson in a Titans uniform. But anyway, let's jump into each of these individual players. And I will start back at the top of the list with center Ben Jones, who is obviously the best signing of them all. John Robinson signed Ben Jones to a four-year deal. In those four years, he played 16 games, 16 games, 16 games, and then 15 games last and was actually rewarded with a two-year contract extension last offseason. Ben Jones has been an absolute rock as the pivot of the Titans' offensive line. He is tasked with speaking with the quarterback, communicating the slide protection, all of the different things that a center is required to do that his other offensive linemen are not. So Ben Jones has been a pivotal part at the pivot of the Titans' resurgence as a consistent playoff contender. Ben Jones has been one of the more consistent and better centers in the NFL since he signed with the Titans. And when you add in the fact that John Robinson stole him away from the Houston Texans, this gives this signing even more value. This is an A. Not an A minus, not an A plus, but an absolute A for John Robinson. His first moment as general manager, he solidified the middle of the offensive line for the foreseeable future and the center that would help the Titans get to two different deep playoff runs. So Ben Jones has been absolutely stellar in his stint with the Tennessee Titans, and hopefully he can continue that in 2020. That is an A for John Robinson. Next, we will talk about the re-signing of nose tackle defensive lineman Al Woods. Robinson re-signed Al Woods to a three-year deal, but Woods only played in 12 games in 2016, only had eight tackles total, and was subsequently cut in the 2017 offseason. So after signing Al Woods to a three-year deal, he gets cut the next season, only played in 12 games. I'm going to give that signing a C-. And quite frankly, as we go through this, John Robinson has had a very, very difficult time finding a nose tackle in free agency to the point where over the last few offseasons, he just hasn't even tried. He resorted instead to moving Daquan Jones there or just looking at undrafted free agents that could fill that role. Now, if we're honest, the overall value and the overall responsibility of a nose tackle in the NFL has dwindled quite a bit as the increase of sub package on defense has taken hold, but John Robinson still hasn't done a great job of signing those veteran defensive linemen. So I gave that move a C-. That was supposed to be one of the more important moves of the free agency period for John Robinson and his first crack at it, and it simply did not turn out. Then we have Rashad Matthews, the wide receiver, a three-year deal. Uh, Matthews played in 33 games for the Titans all the way until he decided that he didn't want to play for the Titans anymore in 2018. He had 121 catches. 1,751 yards and 13 touchdowns in that time with the Titans. I mean, it ended ugly and... Matthews really made a fool of himself, quite frankly, in the way that he decided to leave the Titans and barely got an opportunity with the Jets for good reason. Clearly, his mind was not in the right place, but he was productive for the Titans in those first two seasons and was 
the number one wide receiver on the team, quite frankly, uh, other than Delaney Walker. I mean, obviously Delaney's a tight end. So uh, Matthews was the number one receiver on the team for those two years and really helped Marcus Mariota uh, achieve some of the greatest successes that we saw while he was in Tennessee. So I'm not going to crush this signing. In my opinion, Matthews acted out and, and ruined his opportunity to be a contributor on the Titans as they made, you know, more of a push later on in his contract. He was the one who ended his opportunity in Tennessee, not Robinson, and who could foresee his actions there to get himself out of town. So I'm going to give Robinson a B on that signing. I think it was a good signing, and it's unfortunate how it all ended up, but I don't think that's Robinson's fault. So a B for that signing there. Next, we have Bryce McCann, played for the Titans in 32 games after signing a two-year deal. He was with the team for those two years. He had two interceptions, 50 tackles. While McCain was not a starting level player or anyone who made a huge difference for the Titans, he was still a contributor and a solid role player. And with a, a first opportunity at free agency that Robinson was staring at, not having any experience at being a general manager before, I'm going to give that a solid C+. It was only a two-year deal, but I, I think McCain wasn't a complete disaster, so a C+. Next, we have quarterback Matt Castle, who was brought in to be uh, Marcus Mariota's back. Backup. He played two seasons for the Titans despite only being signed to a one-year contract in the 2016 offseason. He started two games for the Titans. He was 1-1 one one in those starts. He played in six games overall, had a 59% completion percentage, threw for 446 yards and three touchdowns. Now, I know that Castle wasn't a good enough backup to accomplish what the Titans needed to accomplish, and they tried to address that with Blaine Gabbert and then ultimately Ryan Tannehill. So Robinson wised up to how important the backup quarterback role would be, especially when you had Mariota as the, as the starting quarterback. So keep that in mind. But like I said, Castle was 1-1 one one in his starts. Uh, I don't think he was absolutely miserable. He wasn't the best backup in the league, but he certainly wasn't the worst backup in the league also. So... I'm going to give that signing a C plus, just like I did McCain. They weren't super, super impactful players, but they weren't absolute disasters. And and when John Robinson was trying to flip over a Titans roster that was absolutely miserable in 2014 and 2015, I think those are solid signings that kept the Titans in a competitive state. Next, we will get into some of the uh, lesser important signings. Sean Spence at linebacker, a one-year deal, had a 15-game season for the Titans, made six starts, had 54 total tackles. Um, just a, a decent role player as John Robinson was trying to flip over the roster, as I've mentioned with a few others, but didn't quite have the impact as the other two guys. I gave that a C, just a general C. Once again, I'm not going to crush Robinson for that move. He's just trying to add veterans to a team that had had no success the previous two years, and Sean Spence was, was a good veteran player who was able to just contribute in a very limited role. And then we have Rashad Johnson, the safety. He signed a one-year deal as well, played in 14 games for the Titans, seven starts, dealt with some injuries during that time, had 38 tackles and no interceptions. Again, just a C on that. This is John Robinson's first free agent class, and he was just trying to sign good veteran players to fill the locker room because that's not what the Titans had in the two years before. Now, back to Antoine Valentino Blake. The one-year deal played in 16 games for the Titans and had 42 tackles. So he made a little bit more of an impact than Johnson made as a member of the secondary. I'm just going to give this one a C as well. I mean, 
Robinson was just trying to add some quality vets, and and Valentino wasn't necessarily necessarily a quality vet, but he wasn't a complete detriment to the locker room either. Now he needed to be replaced, and shouldn't be one of the guys who played a bunch of snaps for the Titans defense, but he wasn't an absolute disaster. And if you recall the Titans cornerback situation from 2014 and 2015, well, um, Blake was you know. Uh, okay, okay, I, I can't even pretend. Blake was terrible, but here's the thing. He wasn't really expected to do very much. Robinson was just trying to fill the roster out with some different guys, like I've been saying. So I'm going to give that one a C-. And then finally, we have Andre Johnson. And like I mentioned earlier, such a weird, weird circumstance to see a Texans legend go from the Texans and then wear a Colts jersey and then wear a Titans jersey. It was just very uncomfortable, but Robinson signed Johnson to a two-year deal. Eight games he played in, had nine catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Johnson actually did retire halfway through that season. He didn't have a catch after week five against Miami, and clearly his body was just broken down at that time, and he didn't have the desire to continue playing football. I like the move. From John Robinson's perspective, though, why not take a chance on a vet receiver that you can plug in there and and give Mariota somebody to throw to who's been doing it for a long time as one of the best receivers of the generation? So I'm not going to crush Robinson on that pick. I'm just going to give him a B- minus on that. It didn't work out, but I like the thought process that Robinson had. Overall, looking at all those players, when we look at the class in total, I, I would say the things that matter most is getting Ben Jones. That's absolutely fantastic from Robinson and his first free agent class. Now, totally whiffing on re-signing Al Woods as a nose tackle and just John Robinson's propensity to whiff at the nose tackle position in free agency anyways. Signing Rashard Matthews was a good move. Um, I, I Like I said earlier, I don't think it was a bad move. It was just a really weird ending to how things played out, and I think Matthews would do things differently if he could go back now. And then signing Matt Castle as a backup to Marcus as I said, he went 1-1 one and one in his start, so how much can you ask from a backup, even if he wasn't the best backup available at the time? So that that is going to conclude our free agent 2016 class review here. Overall, looking at John Robinson's first class as the general manager of the Titans, I'm going to give him a B plus. I think he got some solid role players that helped the team go from putrid to competitive. And getting Ben Jones, I, I can't stress to you enough how much how many points that scores with me personally. What an absolute dynamite signing from John Robinson there. So I'm going to give this a B plus. Now, if you want to take your workout from a B plus to an A plus, I would tell you to check out Built Bar. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars on the market. I've told you before about some of my favorite flavors. I love the salted caramel chocolate. I'm even really enjoying the raspberry chocolate mousse as of this moment, the banana nut bread. Built Bars are tasty. They taste almost like a candy bar. There are 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate and nut flavors, 8 chocolate and nut free flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, not like that processed chocolate that you are used to. They're soft and easy to chew and as the weather gets hotter, I would encourage you to throw some built bars into the fridge and check them out when they're cold excellent to bite into on a hot day but it's not only the taste built bars are healthy as well they're great for any health conscious guy or girl they can help you lose or maintain weight all while it feels like you're indulging on a treat the bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and they're versatile as 
well. I love this example. The peanut butter brownie, 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. Absolutely perfect as a breakfast alternative or to get your body ready for a workout. Now, if you want a snack after dinner or a little bit of a guilt-free dessert, the mint brownie, 15 grams protein, only 110 calories, 4 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That is promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And once you do take advantage of that offer, make sure you let me know on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, and I'll be sure to shout you out on the show. It is time to get into some sounds of the Titans. As I mentioned earlier, the Titans assistant defensive coaches had about three of them speak today with Titans media members and give their thoughts on everything from the players in their group to how the offseason is transpiring to the you know recent social issues that we've been talking about as well. But what I've realized is I went quite long on the free agent class, and if I gave you all three of the highlights of the interviews of all three of those defensive coaches, uh, this podcast would run forever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break things up a little bit for you. I am just going to give you the newest coach for the Tennessee Titans, and as defensive backs coach, Anthony Midget, who came over from Houston. So I will play you the highlights of his conference call today, mixed in with, obviously, a little bit of a analysis from me. And to start things off, as I mentioned, Anthony Midget just talks a little bit about current events. Well, we talked to our players yesterday. It's a, Obviously, it's a tough time in our country, um, what's going on right now. And we had a very, very good meeting, just being a sounding board, just letting them um, talk um, how they felt. The same thing with me, I expressed to them, and it was very productive. And I thought it was a very productive meeting. And um, the guys, you know, want to help and want to, um, you know, do everything they can to make this country a better place. And, you know, they're getting, they're collaborating with each other to think about what they want to do next. So right now, you know, what exactly that is, nobody really knows, but those guys are really wanting to help and pitch in. And the big thing about is just educate and educate um, people on the right way to do things. So the players really want to do that. You know, it was a really, you know, productive meeting and, I'm just, it was really good and therapeutic for our guys just sitting there and talk yesterday. Midget then transitioned into some football conversation and talked about his expectations for the slot cornerback role. Well, obviously, Logan, you know, was, was a very productive player last year. But once we get on the football field, we're going to have many guys, you know, playing that position. And it's going to be a competition. And, the, you know, the best guy we could fit going forward to um, give us the best chance to win. That's the guy that um, will end up um, giving position to. I thought it was interesting that he said we will have many guys in that slot position. I think that could be something to look out for. Everyone is super focused on who is going to play the slot cornerback role, but it's pretty obvious to me that the Titans could rotate that around. Everything Mike Vrabel says all the time is about being versatile on defense, so it would make sense that they wouldn't have one person assigned to that role like they did with Logan Ryan, and, and moving away from Logan Ryan is all about creating more versatility and having multiple cornerbacks that can all play inside 
and outside. Next, Anthony Midget talks about his coaching style. Obviously, former defensive backs coach Kerry Coombs was a very lively and aggressive guy. So how does Midget compare to that? Well, I'm not an in-your-face type guy, animated or anything like that, but I'm very demanding. I'm demanding that the guys do the things we're asking them to do and demanding that we get the best out of our players and, you know, just iterating the things that Braves emphasize, you know, just playing hard, playing with great effort, and that's what we're going to require from our guys, and that's what we're going to demand. But you're not going to see me running up and down the sidelines, but the guys just going to understand the expectation that we as a staff have for them and that we're going to demand from them. Next, Midget talks about having a veteran like Jonathan Joseph follow him over from Houston. Well, he's an awesome, like, you know, outside of being, you know, a vet that's been playing a lot of productive football in this league, he's a great person and he's a great guy to help everybody in the room. He's been doing that on these calls. He's built, you know, he's starting to build relationship with guys now. They have a lot of respect for him because anybody has played in the league this long has been doing something right. So it'd be good for him um, to come in and provide some veteran leadership and, um, so some of the younger guys to teach them how to be pros and how to, um, you know, have longevity in this league. Midget also talked about his relationship with Mike Vrabel that went back to their Houston days. Well, we came in together um, the same year in in Houston, and, you know, it was a great relationship off the bat. Vrabel was really smart. He was a guy I learned from, even when he was just the linebackers coach coming in, then when he transitioned. Um, to the defensive coordinator um, spot. It was the same deal. Um, a guy that had a very, very good, re- great relationship with all the players, smart, um, putting the time, hard nose, and, you know, just being there with him, getting to know his family. He knows, you know, my family. And it was just a great fit um, coming here and working for him for all the things he stands for. Midget talks about Titans' number one cornerback, Adoree Jackson. Well, obviously, everything is right now been through Zoom, been through communication and just talking and going through meetings, but I've been getting to know Dory and he understands, you know, we have high expectations for him. We're expecting great things from him and you're expecting consistency and him to come and compete every day. And I'm expecting, you know, big things from him this year. And he understands that. And that's been relayed to him. Then his thoughts about rookie cornerback Christian Fulton. One thing we noticed just sitting down meeting with him at the combine and the couple of times I got to meet with him when he was very smart, very articulate, understand, understood the entire back end, a guy that can play inside and outside, and he just fit what we were looking for. You know, he provides versatility, and he's coming here every day in the meetings that we've had with him. He's come prepared. He's put in the time. He's studying on his own, and he's a very, very smart football player, and we're looking um, – we're excited to have him. It's nice to hear Midget talk about how cerebral of a player Fulton seems to be early on in these meetings. We obviously know that Fulton has the physical talent and the physical ability out on the field, so matching that up with the mental aspect of the game is often what will result in players having an extended and successful career. The next thing that Midget talks about is just the evolution of the slot. Of course, this is a Paul Kaharski question as he continues to ask every single coach that he can possibly find about how the slot position on offense and defense has evolved, but Midget gives a, a good answer to what he sees. Yeah, so when you look back at this position, you know, probably you're going back dating years, you know, you had some smaller guys that was really, most people looked at as just cover guys, but with the way offenses are now, that nickel guy has to be able to cover, he has to be able to blitz, he has to be able to fit in the run game, he has to be smart, 
and he has to, you know, be able to do multiple things. So it's not just a guy that you're putting in a slot just to cover a guy. So he has to be a guy that can go in and mix it up versus the run and the pass and handle everything we'll give to that position um, minimally. As mentioned, Midget came over from the Houston Texans and obviously spent time with head coach Mike Vrabel in Houston when he was the linebacker coach and the defensive coordinator. So Midget talks about how coming from Houston and then coming into Tennessee's defense, how that can help him kind of transition with knowing some things that are held over and left over, but also learning some new things as well. I think that's been a benefit, like with the offseason we've had. Um, there is some similarities, but also there are some things that have evolved and that have changed that I'm learning. Um, and I'm learning um, everything, you know, new things each day. So, But I do think some familiarity with the system has helped my transition um, with, um, with the situation we're in now without having practices and not being on the field right now. And of course, is any Titans interview complete without a question about Jadavian Clowney? Yeah, anytime you have a guy that's been in a system that has familiarity, yeah, obviously the transition, you know, it would help with the transition, just like Jonathan Joseph coming in here. It's things that I can say to him in the meeting, you know, just saying terminology that we use in Houston um, that translate to what we're doing here that help him out. So anytime um, just using Jonathan Joseph as an example, it helps with the transition, help those guys um, learn the playbook. And then finally, we've heard Midget's thoughts on Adoree Jackson, Christian Fulton, and Jonathan Joseph. So what are his thoughts on the secondary overall? Well, I, I, just being around these guys, I mean, I, I love the attention to detail. You got a guy like Kevin Byer, Kenny Vaccaro, and those guys, you know, Malcolm that's been in the meetings authority. And then added a guy like Jonathan Joseph. I mean, it's been, it's been great. I mean, that we have a veteran group which I think, you know, helps with some continuity with, with the situation we're in. And then the thing that, you know, we just want to comp- improve on, we just want to be consistent. You know, every time we step on the field, our goal is to be the best. And that's what we want to be week in and week out. And that's what we're going to strive to be each week. So I know that Midget isn't lively like Kerry Coombs is. And I understand that maybe some people really enjoy that from their football coach, that rah, rah, energetic style. But it seems like Midget really is cerebral. He's a really thoughtful guy. And he also does seem demanding while he's a tad bit soft-spoken. As you can tell from these different audio blurbs that I've played for you, it it seems like just based on how he answers certain questions and how he talked about how demanding he expects to be, he's one of those guys that's really going to ride him behind closed doors. So although he's not rah-rah in your face all the time, I have faith in Mike Vrabel's decision and I like what I've heard so far from the new defensive backs coach and Anthony Midget. But that is going to do it for today's show. Now that you are done with this episode of the live Locked on Titans podcast. Make sure you check out the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast. It's never a bad time to start getting ready in your preparation for fantasy football so you can dominate your friends and family this upcoming season. Now, I am going to play the Jim Hazlitt interview. I am going to play the Shane Bowen interviews. I'm just going to make sure to play those later on in the week as we kind of make our way through everything that is going on out there. So I definitely do appreciate Everybody, I've talked to a lot of you guys on social media, uh, on my Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. Um, I really appreciate those of you that have reached out to me uh, about Monday's show, about my comments, about just anything that I've said about the situation. As I expressed, it's a very difficult topic for me to get into for multiple reasons. But uh, what what I said, I was proud of 
of what I said and, and really thankful for a lot of you guys in the audience who accepted what I had to say and appreciated it. And I appreciate you guys as well, each and every one of you. So thank you very much for uh, you know being part of this family with me and being loyal listeners to the show. I will be back with you guys tomorrow for more Locked on Titans action. Make sure you're subscribed to the show if you are not already. But with that in mind, as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.